Welcome to the Astral Projection Podcast, brought to you by Ali Wiley. Welcome to part two of my chat with Julia McCrea. We discuss the Flatline Experience, which is a virtual reality series where people can experience a near-death experience from the perspective of the person who went through it. The focus is on how NDEs affect people's lives. Yeah, so I think it's important as well that you didn't just focus on the positive side of near-death experiences, that you did include some more negative type experiences and then people can, well, we can reflect on that as well. Why do some people have more negative experiences and why do other people have more positive experiences? I think it could help maybe our relationship to, to how we die Maybe some people are afraid of dying and that's why they have more negative experiences. How many positive and negative experiences were there percentage-wise? Yeah, I mean, I mean, at the moment, uh, like, so we know, we know the figures around 17% mm. uh, will report something frightening, right? Yeah. But, but remember, that's kind of a skewed logic because that's 17% of people who've reported uh, a near-death experience, right? Uh, meaning they've reported it to e- either a, a, a researcher or, you know, a particular organization. And the problem is, is, you know, th- there's a wider narrative going on, which is um, uh, around how we choose to perceive what is happening. You know, like, like there's particular organizations that are that are going to, um, look at near-death experiences as justification for a particular uh, narrative that they're willing, that they're that they're purporting to, and that all comes down to is this experience happening in before death? So is it happening as a physiological response in the brain? Um, is that actually where this is happening? And so, um, is it happening in the prefrontal cortex? You know, is what I'm seeing form constants? you know, in terms of that? Or is this happening when there's no physiological response, like scientifically no physiological response? And so that if someone's saying that they're experiencing this, is is it happening in a consciousness that happens beyond your physiological response? Now, now those two camps of people um, uh, have justifications for for saying, which are implicit to their particular beliefs, um, around consciousness and so um, if you take the latter and you look at um, experiences that are happening um, that we believe beyond our consciousness then that has justifications for um, uh, ideas around um, spirituality ideas around um, memetics um, or, or, or meaning in psychology or that, that basically just means are we are we are we connected to um, a lot of other elements, um, and that and so and what that really is talking about is global connectedness or universalism, um, and and then you might have other people who are saying yes, it's actually showing that we're going to a place, for instance, and uh, you know we're going to nature or we're going to see a particular manifestation of our implicit beliefs, which might lead to things like um, angels 
Um, and there's actually one really brilliant story um, of um, of a tornado that hit in St. Louis, and um, and the kids when they got brought when they got sent up into the tornado and came down believed that they saw the butterfly people and uh, all the people taking them up there. Wow. And um, now, but remember, what's important about that term is they called them butterfly people because they hadn't been conditioned with the term angels. That's right, yeah. Um, and so it's really, really important that to go into this with an open mind. It's good to go into it with the idea that um, this is an experience that is happening. It could be happening in our consciousness or beyond our consciousness, right? There are viewpoints for and against that. And that there are underlying narratives uh, that will try and justify um, one or other of those arguments. But it is not necessarily the true argument. And that's why we're really important in the series is to present everyone the all of the perspectives so that they can then decide for themselves. Yeah, so that everyone else can everyone can make up their own minds. Um, working on this project, has it changed you at all? Obviously, reading all those near-death experiences and um, working on the series, has it changed you at all? Has it changed the way you look at the world or people, the way generally you are? I would say definitely. Um, I've got... Um, I'd say definitely changed and the way I look at the world. I think, not to get too deep about it, like I used to, I, you know, I used to work in fiction, like um, thrillers and psychological horror, yeah, and I always yeah. believed in the idea that the way that we can understand the world we live in is driven by um, stories that have a very powerful um, understanding of that, uh, of helping us understand the world we live in because if you think about it a story is is a is a is a series of um cause and effects we basically create this linearity um which isn't even how our brains work experiences don't work like that you know? and then um and even how we create them you know we, we put them in this order and then by putting it in that order of images or or, or this image sequence we we all let's call it word sequence it helps us then um, try and understand where we are in the world, and that was on fiction. I think I think what's been really powerful about doing um, the flatline uh, experience, and there's a, there's another seven things that we're doing over the next year, is um, is the idea that you know I always thought that it was fictional stories that could have the biggest transformation, that could help us understand the biggest transformation, and here we are. And it was only until I did this that you begin to realize that truth is stranger than fiction. Uh, you begin to realize that that um, the, the people, that normal people are way more interesting. Um, and, and that, um, you know, we, we're obsessed as a society um, that we believe that, you know, science can answer um, a lot of uh, life's mysteries, um, and that if we if we create if we have a hypothesis and we experiment, and then we have findings that that's going to give um, you know a truth you know a truth about um, a particular our particular understanding of who we are, 
but even science itself, um, even in quantum theory right now, is is already purporting to the fact that our understanding of consciousness um, uh, and what we can even perceive is probably linked to our understanding of our own. What, what we're only perceiving what we what we want to perceive in order to survive. And so there's so quantum theory is already purporting to that. So 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 what it's helping me understand is is that first premise is we don't really fully understand everything in terms of our human experience because we're still even through science not fully understanding the full set of what human experience is because of the um evolutions in quantum theory so that then leaves this wide um second premise to that is we know that there's at least 10 dimensions of which we can only see four um we know that from super string theory um but what that's saying is is that then that leaves a whole gap of experiences that are unexplained and unexplained to the point where um when and where flatline exists and and flatline exists in that space where science cannot confirm or deny whether these these actually exist or not uh which means you've got to look at them with an open mind um so that's you know that's really really fascinating that's really really fascinating for me i think it's um i think it needs to be investigated um i think we should be looking at more experiences like this um 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 that are that are helping us understanding the widening of sensory perception um because what we see or what we believe we ex- we think we're experiencing right now just isn't it yes mm. yeah. um, <laughs> you can get very deep here very profound and get your get your head sort of tied in knots once you start thinking about this sort of thing it's like when you start looking at the stars at night and you wonder what's beyond the stars and what's beyond and beyond and beyond. Another thing I wanted to ask you, um, is there anything particularly that struck you about um, these near-death experiences when you were researching it? Was there one particular NDE that made an impression or one particular aspect? Yeah, interesting. Um, I would say um, there's, there's one thing that you... There's one thing uh, that's that's super interesting, which is the difference between like children and adults. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't had a lot of conditioning through whatever concepts have been taught, I, I always just think of it as like, you know, we're using human words to try and explain something that might not be uh, uh, or um, that might not be human, you know, like, and, and we're trying to justify it in these frames that we don't really understand, you know. And so, so when you get into children, children have a have a large um, compared to adults. Um, uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of experiences of them being going to be judged by by three figures, and that, and and it doesn't matter where you look, it doesn't matter what stories you look at. This this idea of being judged um, is um, is um, is super important, 
and I've been trying to understand it and why that is. I, you know, I used to work a lot in uh, psychological horror and like looking at um, children's stories from the Brothers Grimm, um, yeah. um, and all the way to um, Middle Eastern tribal stories, um, and it is fascinating for me. I mean, it's actually quite funny when you talk about looking up at the stars because there's actually a really famous uh, mythology story uh, called the Cosmic Huntman, um, which is a, a story that exists across all cultures um, of what they believe the stars to mean, um, and they make up uh, references to it. Anyway, that's a tangent to what we're talking about. But anyway, yeah, so coming back to... Um, what you're um, saying there, um, yeah, it was, I would say the children's stories are most fascinating because uh, they don't have the conditioning um, implicit in them of understanding of, of um, uh, particular concepts um, that they might have been taught. They just explain it in, in uh, terms that they can understand. Um, so they're, they're the most fascinating. Oh, yeah. So have you got any um, children experiences in your um, series uh, we're looking at that for season two uh, mm. season one's just adults right because it'd be interesting to see the difference wouldn't it of the um, yeah, yeah. yeah and it I think it raises more questions than answers well that's uh, good I, I'm all for raising questions <laughs> through raising <laughs> questions you know it gets people thinking doesn't it, it gets people thinking who they are and um, how we behave is that really normal you know because we've been conditioned really in everything most things most of our lives are conditioned by something so I think that's excellent so have you ever thought of doing like uh, out of body experience series like once you've done the NDEs you could then maybe do a a series on people's out of body experiences what do you think yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely like to look at it. I think, um, um, yeah, I think, I think I'd like to look at it in terms of like what these, what these people have gone on to become, you know, after these, uh, after these out of body experiences, you know, where they started their journey and where they, where they ended up after it. Um, um, that would be, that would be super interesting. I mean, you know, in California, there's there's a huge audience here for, um, you know, um, DMT and ayahuasca trips and and. Um, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, which is, I would say, to be honest, like that's a that's a um, that's an out of body experience because you're um, you're and but you're implicitly looking at that. Um, uh, you're looking to take that or go on that journey. I think um, what's important is. Oh, you're tired. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. What's important is is not to um, look at the experience itself, but more look at what that, how that experience transforms a person, and that for me, yeah, I'd like to look at it. Um, I think I think another area is, is um, free experiences. You know, people who believe that they were um, uh, that they that they were in another life before this life, that they can actually remember their entire life before this life. Oh yeah, that's uh, interesting. That they don't have any um, amnesia about it at all. 
that yeah you know, yeah I mean I mean I mean that that's that's interesting um, you know I mean I mean that's interesting because it's you know they think that you know the continuity of that you know so uh, meaning the continuity of their of, of thinking about um, that they're not living one life they're living just one long continuum yeah because uh, they can actually remember the people as well and the places they've been and there's no way that they could ever know that if they were just um, born in a different town. I, some of these stories I read that there was a boy, I think in India, and he even took his parents to to meet his former wife or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah I, mean, yeah, I mean, what I'd say to your audience, like Ali, is, you know, is is the the point, the whole reason for doing these, for doing this, spending the time on it is if you if if you just come out of one of the episodes and it helps you um it helps you understand your life it helps you understand how you could go on to live your life um because of this if it helps you you know think about questions that you wouldn't normally be thinking about um then it's done its job you know um and it's done its job in the sense that you know, that's what the medium's capable of doing, that's what these stories are, and and I think, just go into it with an open mind, don't go into it, you know, prescribed, because you'll begin as you begin to reveal the layers, um, and start looking at it from, from, from different perspectives, that it's up to you, you know, it's up to you to come up with your own, um, your own opinion, your own resolution, you know, and that's, that that that's how how to how to perceive it. We're not going to be prescriptive. You know? No, well, that's good. Yeah, brilliant. It's, I think it's going to be um, very powerful. Also, because uh, in at least in Western society, we don't really talk about death very much. It's almost a taboo subject, and I think this will help because I think the flatline experience goes beyond simple. Um, entertainment it goes beyond simply entertainment value it has a lot more depth to it and um, really I can't wait to experience it <laughs> when is it yeah. when is yeah, it coming so, out so it's coming out out at the start of next year so that's start of 2017 if if the audience at home want to experience it uh, just go to the site it's www um, flatlineexperience.com um, and then if you just sign up via the email then what that allows us to do then is you become one of the early access now the reason we've done it that way um, guys and girls is we believe that the amount of people who would want to be doing this experience is bigger than the amount of people who currently have headsets <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> and so what we're hoping to do next year is, yeah, we're going to be at a few events and we're launching particular things, but we want to take this um, on basically on tour next year. So that so what that means is, you know, um, we uh, yes, it will be in the US, but in Europe, Middle East and China. We've already got the US and China. Uh, we know where, where, where we're going to be for that. Um, and yeah, I mean, because, um, yeah, we're, that's, that's our logic for it for next year is, 
is um, yeah, if you're excited about wanting to do something like this, then yeah, let's bring it to you. Um, and so yeah, you just go onto the website, put your email in, and then we'll we'll be in touch in a couple of weeks or so. So. Yeah. Okay, and the other thing was um, if anyone out there has had um, a near-death experience and they want to share it with you, maybe for your for another a series, a second series or third or fourth, who knows, um, where can they, is there a place where they can send it or get in touch with you or? Yeah, yeah, by all means. Um, I think, uh, so just to be clear, like we're looking at if you've got any experiences right now, children, experiences, um, soldiers, that's super interesting. Um, uh, there's some fascinating Middle Eastern and Asian cultural stories. Oh, yes, I imagine that would be quite fascinating, what they experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, if you've got those ones, and then, yeah, just, um, you know, then get in touch. Um, it's uh, julian at portalexperiences.com. So J-U-L-I-A-N at portalexperiences.com. So P-O-R-T-A-L-E-X-P-E-R-I-N-I-E-N-C-E-S.com. So, yeah. Yes, because it'd be also fascinating to have, um, to be able to experience these NDEs from the point of view of another culture, another belief system, another way of thinking, to see how they differ, if they differ. They massively differ. Yeah. So that's yeah. because uh, um, uh, in adults, especially, but children is where it gets super interesting. Wow. But yeah, in adults, just because you, if you're looking at, um, to, not to get too deep on it, but you know, Middle Eastern culture and and, and a lot of ideas around jinn and like um, in Middle Eastern culture around the idea of. Um, you know, jinn exists in the Quran, so you can't um, infer that they don't exist because nothing in the Quran doesn't exist. And so the jinn is a really powerful um, set of spirits. And then when you get into Middle Eastern, um, Asian culture, or and you, and you know, you've got a lot of linking to Confucian um, <laughs> in both in both you know Korean and Chinese philosophy and um, philosophy and mythology. So. And then, you know, Confucian then leads into shamanistic. So, uh, yeah, it's it's massively different. Uh, but saying that, you and this is what's left up to the audience, which is what's so fascinating about it, you're going to start seeing across different episodes some anchors, um, anchors just meaning things or concepts that seem to be similar. And that is... We don't prescribe that to you as an audience. We're, we're, we're just going to leave that to you. That's excellent. You'll begin to see it. It starts getting really, um, it starts getting really interesting um, across culture. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you for being with me today. It's been fascinating, really. Um, we'll have to have another chat when the film, maybe when the series actually comes out. So, you know, we can... You know, give any updates that the audience needs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's been crazy at the moment. We've got we've had like one hundred and twenty-five thousand views on YouTube. It's like, um, like for a trailer, um, uh, for for it. But the, but it's really important for us that the 
to get the experience is for you to experience it because there's no way right now in 2D that we can communicate what we're doing in virtual reality. Um, the reason being is because it's just such a different type of um, experience. And so, yeah, it'll be fascinating. Like what we're probably going to do, what we're looking to do is we're going to be doing post-interviews <laughs> with people who come out of it. Um, so uh, to get there, so you get that, that initial visceral, you know, um, uh, reaction. Yeah, so you get the immediate reaction of them coming out. That would be um, really fascinating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll be good. Excellent. I think you have to go and get a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, no worries, no worries. But, like, Ali, thanks so much for your time. I'm, I'm really, like I said, I'm really open to this stuff. And yeah, for the audience at home, fightlineexperience.com, sign up, by all means get in touch. Um, and yeah, let's, um, let's push the boundaries of our understanding of who we are you know yes i'm all for that all for that <laughs> okay well thanks very much again julian really i've enjoyed my hour this sunday evening and um well we'll be in touch okay okay fantastic thanks, thanks so a much, lot julian Ellie. cheerio then bye thanks for listening i'd just like to give a shout out to a group of talented young people at the university of south wales in cardiff who need to raise some money to fund a short film called Moonage Daydream. It's on kickstarter.com. If you Google Kickstarter Moonage Daydream, that's M-O-O-N-A-G-E Daydream, it'll come up as the link is rather long. Uh, You can also find the film crew at facebook.com forward slash Moonage Daydream Film. Thanks ever so much. Every penny helps.